You know, my dad used to tell me as a young girl, Christina, don't let anybody rent a room in your head for free. Okay. He used to tell me that all the time. Mm -hmm. Christina, don't let anybody rent a room. Meaning don't let anybody occupy or take away from the space and the peace of mind that you need. Yes. Because at the end of the day, people need to do what's best for them. Right. So I'm going to do what's best for me. Christina and welcome to sit with me where I am here to introduce us to the ideas and people that will help us get healthier together. Today our guest is Christina Lindo. Hi Christina. Hello. And actually let me correct that. That's not just Christina Lindo. That is Dr. Christina Lindo. Yes ma'am. Yes, man. Praise <laughs> God. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Because <laughs> of the Lord. I've been so blessed to um been be able to interview people at your level, especially in education that have taken those extra steps to get to where you are. So I honor you today, Dr. Christina Lindo. Thank you. Yes. And so we're going to get right into it. Now, we know that on these segments of Sit With Me, we're talking about mental health. Mm -hmm. What is your stance on mental health and prescription drugs? My stance on prescription drugs and mental health uh-huh. is that I feel that prescriptions have their place because I feel like chemically there are people who walk this earth who are not leveled at the right levels in their brain that modulate different mental disorders and diseases. But as a whole, being a pharmacist now for almost eight years, practice as a pharmacist, mm-hmm. and being in the realm of pharmacy for over 16 years, I feel like prescriptions are being misused and overused in okay. mental health. Okay, misused and overused. So, but you do acknowledge, and and this is um, a point that I like to bring up, mm-hmm. especially um, within the kingdom and the body of Christ, yes. that that sometimes chemically our bodies need additional things or things taken out in order for us to operate properly. Is that correct? That is correct. There are certain chemicals that function in the body that if one is higher than the other, it can manifest into a schizophrenia bipolar. And then if another level is lower, then that will manifest into depression Mm -hmm. where people are sad and gloomy and lost interest in a lot of the things that they used to. But the good thing about it is if we are Christians and spiritually minded, that that's not the end result for us, that there is a hope Mm -hmm. and that hope is in Jesus if we truly trust in him. Right. So, yeah, we I always tell people like I do believe in a supernatural power of God and we know that he can do all things. Um, um, But we also want to acknowledge that God has given us the wisdom and the and the knowledge to be able to create these things that work with the human side of us. Right. So when you say um, that sometimes what did you say that there's over they're overly 
Right. Prescribing. So, uh, well, when I say overprescribing, and, and I just want to make this known that today, although I'm Dr. Christina Lindo, I'm not in my white coat and I'm not in a clinical formality, mm. meaning I'm not in a clinical setting. I'm sitting with Tori yeah, today. Sit with me. <laughs> so a lot of what I will say today, I want to put as a disclaimer, is coming from my level of experience mm. while I'm integrating my faith on this show today. Awesome. And I want to be real because there's times where we need to be more predominant with our clinical and say, this is what the clinical guy guidelines say and this dose is for this person but being actually in the community and being a community pharmacist you know working in a local drugstore for over 16 years Mm -hmm. I have seen that one pill may do for you great wonders but Uh that same exact dose may do completely the opposite for someone right so we have to make sure that we are not treating people as a number and that this is patient 103 in room 251 or this is patient's prescription number 16 for today but Mm -hmm. we're treating you as a whole and looking to you as a holistic person saying wait a minute you know you might have certain allergies or you might be breastfeeding right now Mm -hmm. or you might be trying to become pregnant that this will make you not the best candidate for this medicine right And we have to take that into a hole because when we don't, then we start running into these eras of, oh, my God, I'm taking this medicine. But it's actually, wait a minute, my hair is falling out. Right. Or I'm taking this medicine and all of a sudden, if I'm married, my sex drive is dropping. Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure that, you know, and it only comes with experience. So that's why I wanted to put this disclaimer out that I'm not talking straight from, you know, my research and guidelines. I I didn't even show up here with no books. Mm -hmm. I'm coming here to flow organically from a place of experience and being led by the Holy Spirit on how to handle people Mm -hmm. and treat people not from just a perspective of, okay, you take Zoloft and this 100 milligrams or this 10 milligrams is going to be the starting dose for you, you and you. Mm-hmm. But no, really get to know a person and understand their entire life mm-hmm. and their day to determine what's best for them. Because if not, then we start running into this domino effect of overprescribing and overtaking unnecessary medications right that could lead into other problems right. like we see on the commercial where right. they have all the side effects right and you'd be like oh well, i might as well just right stick with my right. my right. issue and i'm not and i'm not trying to negate the fact for medications because god bless me so i can acquire a doctorate degree in pharmacy but i will say that I'm not a traditional pharmacist because I'm not a pharmacist that's just going to push and push meds and say, okay, take this medicine, take this medicine. Mm -hmm. But let me talk to you. And I want to hear what has changed in your life. Oh, okay. Your spouse just passed. Yeah. You're going to naturally have some depression or you just found out your husband had an affair or you just lost this big promotion at work that you were aiming for. Mm -hmm. These are natural occurrences that will come. And God knows that we are flesh and blood. Right. You know, if I'm, if, if I'm not having a good day because, you know, I just got in a big fight with my spouse, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a mentally, mentally provoking day. It's going to be a challenging day, but that's not to say that, okay, I need to now go to the doctor. I need to work up this entire plan of antidepressants and get this medicine. And I need this tranquilizer, but you know, you have to reason with yourself and understand yourself to know, okay, when something is not right and hasn't been right for more than two weeks, Mm -hmm. because clinically that's how they start saying with some of these um, mental disorders, more than two weeks, lasting consistency for more than two weeks. Okay. To say, I might need, I might need help of something. It might not mean help of medicine. Right. 
It might mean help of a psychiatrist or help of a therapist or really just help of a good spiritual group. Right. Yeah, that I I think that's <clears throat> what we're what we're here our focus is yeah. is to help all of us be able to see ourselves but see ourselves in other people, you know, and yes, then you can yes. figure out, okay, well that worked for her. Maybe that's something I should try. Maybe I should just do the therapy. Maybe I do need to see my medical doctor to see if there's something chemically wrong. But I think that that's interesting that you say more than two weeks, because a lot of times um, the people that I've interviewed that have any kind of more, I would say, serious mental health issues. It's, it's stimulated or started stem from their childhood. Mm. So it's not something that's just like an onset of, of, you know, like you said, something happened drastically. No, and then it's, this is something that goes back to their childhood that maybe it never was addressed or it never was dealt with or people just around us, you know, sometimes don't understand that what we need or what we're missing and, I don't know. It just goes miss. It just goes misdiagnosed or just miss period. Not addressed. Not addressed. Covered up by other things. So Mm -hmm. if you have a child that normally is very energetic. Right. And then you start noticing that they're very solemn and isolated. That should be a trigger in your spirit to say, wait a minute. This is a child that's normally very energetic. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to pay attention to those red flags. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as mothers, God give us like a seventh sense to know when something is off with one of our offspring, you know, Mm -hmm. something should go off like, you know, wait a minute. And like you say, it starts from childhood. Right. And I feel like as mothers, you know, we have a lot on our, our shoulders, Mm -hmm. but God would have not given us those gifts as children. If he did not believe that we could handle them. So when you say it starts from childhood, what about that childhood? And I'm not saying that every child is fortunate to be raised by their biological parents, Mm -hmm. but in that childhood, whether it was a counselor, a teacher, a pediatrician, an aunt, an uncle, one of those, you know, I feel like every family have one of those very churchy aunt and uncles mm-hmm. that, you know, they can pick up on something or discern when something is off. And again, because somebody just um, brushed it under the rug and the mat, you know, that is how these things linger mm. for years mm-hmm. and years and years. And then those two weeks of findings that you would normally point out when you go to a doctor to be evaluated, it turns into a post-traumatic stress disorder mm. because it has lingered for so many years that now a person internally is overwhelmed with so many emotions of hurt, disappointment, pain, grief, uh, so many things that, yeah, alone they won't be able to manage and and triage out their life on a day-to-day basis and have peace and happiness and wholeness that we all should be able to have. Right. But that's like something that um, people are, are digging for mm-hmm. if you're, you have all these issues compiled on top of one another. It's like you're digging to get to that place where you do have peace. But how do you um, unpack all of that, you know? Layer by layer, sis. Yeah. Layer by layer. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I'm still unpacking. Okay, all of us are still unpacking. I'm still even unpacking things from a child. And, um, you know, it's amazing because when I was seeing a counselor some years ago back in 2017, I was was a bystander in a drive-by shooting, Mm. um, leaving church. 
Wow. On a Sabbath. And um, it was on Australian Avenue. And I was a bystander, meaning that was two cars that wedged me in and they were shooting at one another. And literally I was on the phone with my mom and it was like my, my, my voice began to stutter and slow down. And I was like, mom, gun, gun. And she was like, get down. And it's literally as I ducked in my car, the bullets just passed and springed me and blew out my windows. But I said that to say, when I began to look at counseling, The counselor said, now, Christina, just know at this time, a lot of the things that you may have not dealt with in your life up Mm -hmm. to this age, Mm -hmm. you're going to start to feel those emotions. So was that your first time ever going to counseling after that? Yes. Wow. In 2017, because I was becoming very hyper paranoid and very fearful. Mm -hmm. And see, like today, I drove on Australian and didn't have any triggers. But on another day, I might be on Australian driving. And then I might have a trigger where if I see a dark charger pull up next to me, mm-hmm. immediately I'll quench. Right. So, but through therapy, you learn how to cope. cope. They give you those coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. And I still got Jesus. I love him down to my sanctified <laughs> soul. He's a wonder. Yes, he is. <laughs> but I feel like that wonder has provided for Luke to be a physician in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And God has also graced and anointed people on this earth to help us, help us. on our way. Yeah. To get to see him. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is when we don't have that balance, when you then become so reliant on that, that therapist that you're not doing your own self homework. Right. Um, and you're putting your whole reliance on a pill or pills or therapy and it becomes too much. Or anything is, is that. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. Like we can't allow our mental illness to master us. No. That's, that's one part of it. But then we can't become dependent on whatever that is that's helping us not deal with the mental illness. Right. You know, so we have to really, you know, er, you've heard people say like, get to the root of the thing, get to the root, get to the root of it. Because if, if you don't deal with the root, then the fruit that you see come forth, it, it won't be right. It won't be right. It's like you looking for apples and then oranges come up. Yeah. So, I mean, and we often wonder why so many of our men particularly are angry. And, and I, I try to think back to some of the generational strongholds that I see even exist in my family mm-hmm. and even myself as a wife, as a mother. And then I say, well, when I try to understand, I say, well, you know what? When I think about it, we were oppressed as a color. We were oppressed as as women to um, be professional and to to rise above. And then you start having that compassion like, OK, that's probably why, you know, maybe my grandmother, and my aunts sometimes act the way they do or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, in that form, because all the things that they had to overcome just for me to be able to vote. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a whole nother story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that is a whole nother story. Like generational. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I watched I just watched something on TV like a a girl, um, about twenty four years old, she ended up getting murdered. Oh wow. And her mother got murdered the same way. And so the first thing that clicks in my mind, like, is that, you know, generational, that the same the same way that your mother leaves, you leave. And um, 
that's why in prayer for me is is always important to mm-hmm. um, attack those places of generational curses, but also just generational anything in the generation bloodline that is not of God. We we want to cast that away, but also even looking forward as we I, this is I think I'm kind of off subject right now. But but even looking forward, when we look at generations that are coming before us in Man. prayer, I don't know why I'm talking about prayer right now, but in prayer, because you are you, a prayer warrior, <laughs> in prayer you should uh, pronounce those blessings upon your bloodline that's coming right. as well. Generational because blessings, generational that's blessings. The, and see, that's yeah. how you turn things around. Yes, and even um, and and I and I wanted to twist that right there because even dealing with depression mm-hmm. every morning there is life and death in the power of the tongue right the bible speaks about it that when we speak we can speak life or death and we eat that fruit mm-hmm. so although i may be a person that struggles with um some of the you know pmdd or pms depression mm-hmm. when i wake up in the morning i may not feel like it because serving god is not a feeling mm-hmm. but it's that faith that okay this is the day that, that the Lord, the Lord has made. made. Yeah. And I'm going to be glad and rejoice that I'm beautiful. I'm fearfully. I'm wonderfully made. I'm a royal priesthood. And when you put those affirmations in the atmosphere, I feel like they carry you. Just as you were saying, you speaking blessings over your children. Right. I got to speak blessings over my life in the mirror, in the bathroom. Right. So I can set my day up. So when I meet someone or if I'm dealing with my children, then I'm in the right frame of mind right and like you said uh, I remember that you did tell me um about your diagnosis of PMDD well I I won't say I have a medical diagnosis but you are you know what time it is but I know what time it is (laughs) (laughs) because I can get very very beyond moody so beyond yeah it's definitely not regular like PMS is like it's on a whole nother level right um but even dealing with that is a my thing is that we have to deal with it mm-hmm. and that you can't allow it to control you. No. And I I have friends that are even diagnosed bipolar that have learned how to manage their mental illness. That's a blessing. Yeah. That's have a really blessing. but but it's a very intentional walk. Is yeah. is very intentional. Then that's what you're talking about. It's like waking up in the morning and speaking to myself in a mirror and saying, setting my day. This is how my day is going to yeah. be because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, made. because this is the day that the Lord has right. made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. So yes. depression can't live here. You yeah. know, like that can't be here because I'm of not course. allowing it to be you're here. To and you have to speak to your mind thoughts, you know, because yeah. that's we're talking about mental issues. So it's. It's going on mentally. It's not always what is on your external, what is outside of you. It's what's on the inside of you. So you have to pull on what God has already placed on it inside of us, the Holy Spirit, and and pull on those fruit of the Spirit that they will be evident in our lives. Yes, they have to be evident. You know, I'm reminded of a famous preacher, pastor. Uh, he's now president of a um, conference out um, at Venice Conference. Mm-hmm. But Dr. Bird, Carlton Bird, he says, we might, we may not be able to control the externals around us, mm-hmm. but we can control the internal. Right. So those internal things that go on that we have 
control over our mind thoughts, how we set up our day. I mean, we might not be able to control the externals, the things that might happen in the run of the day, but that internal, you know, as long as I have that internal vertical peace and standing with God, you know, no matter how the day may go, because again, as mothers, our day can go from A to Z (laughs) very shortly and Mm -hmm. very quickly, especially Mm -hmm. before school. Mm -hmm. But if I have that internal uh, reserve, that base, that, that balance, that is the chemistry that keeps me grounded for the course of my day that I can do what God wants me to do. I just had a conversation about balance because, you know, people will tell you, you know, to be balanced, but I, I, our conversation was, um, is that, Balance is, uh, I think it leans on a lot of being self-aware, you know, because some people may say if you go too far left, then Mm -hmm. you're out of balance. But I think that sometimes there are places in your life where you you not necessarily need to keep a balance, but you need to be self-aware when I need to tilt it that way, when I need to pour in this way, when I need to be poured into. Um, I don't I don't know if we'll ever be completely balanced because we all wear many hats. You know what I mean? And there's just different seasons and situations of our lives. But you do have to be self-aware. You have to be very conscious of of who you are and what you feel like. You know, and growing old has, and gr- I'm not saying growing old like I'm old, but growing older I was say, has allowed me <laughs> to really understand that those are the moments in my life where I realize, wow, I, I'm I'm really aging gracefully because in my twenties, you're not as self-aware when you're just out of balance, right, and out of control. And I'm not saying out of control like your life is just a complete wreck, but mentally, you're just going, 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 going. And now being in my thirties, my mid thirties, when I find myself just getting so out of line mentally and out of alignment, and my day is just passing me. A, and I said, Ooh, Christina, you got to get a hold of your day. Mm-hmm. And whether it be just stopping and going in the bathroom to have a prayer or going to go on YouTube, play me a, a gospel song, something to just get myself back on course. And, and it's funny because sometimes we think, oh, you know, I have to have this education or this level of literacy. But I deal with so many people every day that don't have higher education and they know when they're getting ready to have a manic episode. They mm. know they're calling the pharmacy. They're in panic. They're please, if you can refill my prescription for my Xanax, please. But they under they understand themselves. They understand themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and it's crazy because, again, I talked about the internal external. I have so many patients that around the holidays, they will tell me. If I do not feel my tranquilizer, diazepams, alprazolam, clonazepam, I won't be able to handle my in-laws. Wow. And I say to myself, how many, the number of calls and people that come in the pharmacy because they say I will not be able to cope with myself and deal with my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, if I don't have my medicine. Mm -hmm. Because it's such a stronghold. And isn't that? That's that's so sad to me mm-hmm. that it's almost like the in-laws who come in town for three days out of the year, put them in bondage, send you, send you over the edge. Right. And the <laughs> devil is a liar. Right. He is a liar. And the truth ain't in him. <laughs> but again, we live in a society now. We live in a world where, you know, almost anything goes. And if we don't have that armor on and if we don't have that self-awareness that, hey, why am I going to let person X, Y, Z 
tripped me up mentally. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad used to tell me as a young girl, Christina, don't let anybody rent a room in your head for free. Okay. He used to tell me that all the time. Mm -hmm. Christina, don't let anybody rent a room. Meaning don't let anybody occupy or take away from the space and the peace of mind that you need. Yes. Because at the end of the day, people need to do what's best for them. Right. So I'm going to do what's best for me. And whether it be declining a phone call, whether it be not responding, blocking, you know, I'm not saying blow people off. You know, I'm never in the business of burning bridges because you never know. We might have to go back and cross them bridges. Right. But you have to be, you know, just like we're having this sit down talk. You know, I'm looking at you out of eye. You looking at me and just letting people know where you are. Like, hey, this is where I'm at in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, I'm sorry. I won't be able to do this with you. I won't be able to go out on these days of the week and, 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 you know, drink or whatever it is, is your toxic behavior that, you know, takes you away from your peace of mind. Everybody's toxic behavior is not the same, Mm. but you know what it is that when you get it, you get loose. Right. And you get out of control. It's going to be on. It's going to be on. (laughs) Let's flip the strip. So I seen this meme. It had, um, you remember that guy, um, Beetlejuice? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, it's time. It's time. It's time. <laughs> Turn to a whole other creature. Well, when you're talking about toxic behaviors um, from a pharmacist um, perspective, how tell me how does, you know, because some people are not getting prescription medication. A lot of people are using drugs, are using alcohol to self-medicate medicate so. because they're trying to either dumb down that that feeling or that emotion or sometimes I really believe a lot of people don't exactly know that there is a a mental disorder or you know an issue there so they do those things to kind of self-soothe but they're not really aware that's what they're doing but then you have some people that they are aware that that's what they, they they know they have an issue they're not using something that is prescribed by a doctor but they're using you know, weed or marijuana, mm-hmm. alcohol to to cope with those emotions that come up during those times. From a medical point of view, how how does our brain how does that work with our brain? Well, I know that's how like, does it work with our brain is that what the brain wants and what we desire, we want that gratification. Mm-hmm. So naturally, as a human being, you know, you want that um satisfaction from what feels good and makes us feel good Mm -hmm. but everything that looks good and everything that tastes good and feels good is not good for us Mm -hmm. and I say that to now transition to say that I feel like the most uh, toxic behaviors that we can have on people is that we are enabling them when we know that they have a problem And we are in these um, dependent state of mind relationships Mm -hmm. with people. And then self-medicating is so toxic because you're self-medicating. And, you know, even and I digress a little bit, but even as physicians, it comes a very thin line when physicians begin to self-prescribe for themselves. So I've even had to address that when I see prescribers self-prescribing for themselves. Oh, wow. So I see what you're saying. Because because that's the same thing. Yeah. You don't see yourself in the mirror. I mean, if it was that simple, then what what would be the need of a psychiatrist? What would be the need of a therapist, a counselor? I mean, it takes another person to look at us from the outside in to say, hey, you know, 
you need some self-work. Yeah. And unfortunately, like I said, a lot of toxic behavior come from people know that they have loved ones. People know that they are in relationships with people that are in a a bed of hell mm-hmm. and they are enabling them. They know that their children are on drugs, but yet they continue to enable them to give them these funds mm-hmm. to blow through and buy more drugs. Um, you know, people know that they are in a relationship with somebody who is just so dependent on them and make them feel as if we, if we're not together, I won't be able to cope. I'll just kill myself. Cause I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. You no, know, this person just, he, the person just um, suffocates me in a way where he controls me where, or she controls me. Mm-hmm. And you know, this person has that toxic behavior. If a person is telling you that without you, I cannot survive or, you know, that dependency is so strong mm-hmm. whole that it's a bondage. Mm-hmm. No, that person needs some help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you're, you're comparing self-medicating to any kind of dependency so you depending on a person is the same thing like you're you're still feeding that I don't know if it's an endorphin or some kind of endorphins and dopamine those Mm -hmm. positive uh, serotonin releases of chemical through the brain Mm -hmm. but um, what I mean by self-medicating is that instead of getting professional clinical help you're relying on yourself and again, if it was that easy, then we would all be on the up and up. Right. <laughs> there would yeah. be no psych wards. Everybody right. would be just on the up and up, living in the fanciest houses and driving the best cars. And people wouldn't need all of these reality TV shows to tell us how to, you know, conduct our lives and what's the real housewife look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the real family look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like. You know, I feel like God gives us all a nudge when something is not right. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to ask you. And it you. does what? not take medicine. Come yeah. on. It does It does not take medicine. You know, it's interesting. You know, I have women that bring their husbands in all the time to the pharmacy. And I say it's because I operate more in the community pharmacy. Mm-hmm. So that's, I feel like God talks to me there. That's my calling. That's my lane. Okay. But, um, you know, and and the, the wife will say, I just sense that something's not right with my husband. Or I just... I believe. And usually what I do now, being now an eight-year pharmacist, I'm still learning, but compared to first year, I'll tell them, what do you think it is? And they'll say, oh, I think it's because he played tennis the other day and stretched his arm out. Or I think it's because, yeah, he had a bag of them Takis and they didn't agree with him. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, God gives someone in our hemisphere. I really, truly believe this story with all my heart. God gives everyone or someone who is in proximity to us, who has direct contact with us, mm-hmm. a nudge when something is not right and something is off. Mm-hmm. And is and, and and you would be surprised. And I and I learned this a lot when I watch TV that people say, "Oh my God, you know this person passes away. Oh my God, I knew something wasn't right. Right. Oh, I wish I would have said something. Oh my God, when they came to work that day. Oh my God, you know. Yeah. It's too late then when. These these mass shootings happen and these different um, acts of violence. And then you have the people that come on the news. Oh, my God, I knew I should have said something. No, it's too late now. Why? Why didn't you say, you know, and I I remember watching a few shows on Dateline where um, a child was abducted. And then the person says that they saw them like at a gas station. Mm -hmm. And And the person will say something wasn't right. 
Come on, you ain't got to be spiritual. I feel like that's not something that you got to be in relationship with God to get on the surface. Mm -hmm. God just will nudge you in your core like something ain't right. But I think it's like responding to the nudges. You know what I mean? It's it's the same thing with us, even those that are in relationship with God like that. Like he could tell us something and we're not obedient because that's what it is. That's what it is, is obedience. Mm -hmm. So just responding to the nudges of your life, that that gut feeling um, is not something that we always do. And I think that goes back, like I'm saying, about being self-aware. Not, not all the time do we trust our inner voice. No, we don't. That's why we need people in our life that don't mind telling us when we're right and that don't mind telling us when we're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um And, you know, I can't say it's that easy because not all of us are fortunate to be in a space where, you know, I might have my doctorate degree, but some of the ladies that keep me accountable, they may not even have a college education, but I'm not looking at their level of uh, book smart. I'm looking at the level of wisdom that they carry and the depth of who they are, that they can keep me accountable because I've had friend girls that keep me accountable and say, Christina. You need to get it together. Mm-hmm. Check your attitude, girl. Right. <laughs> you know, and and I and I even go far back as to when I had my first son, um, my, my older son. I call him my humbling son because with him, I went through postpartum depression. I went through suicidal thoughts. I, I went through a lot, but I call him my humbling son because fast forward to the day where I'm at now as a pharmacist in a beautiful home and car. And I look at him and God humbles me when I see him. Because I know where God has brought me from. Mm-hmm. But I say that to say that when I had him, I was going through such heavy postpartum depression. And my mom was like, Christina, are you okay? That's And my mom is just a direct person. She was in the military. Mm-hmm. So she's, are you okay? Because something is not right with you. You know, and people might not always package it how we need to hear it. Right. But just if you hear them from their place of love. So I knew that something was off with me. I was, and I'm naturally a very energetic, happy person, Mm -hmm. but because I was just so overwhelmed with the baby blues, I was in a lot of heavy postpartum depression and I was so close to giving thought to medicine. And before that, you know, I was not a pharmacist 12 years ago, but I was giving thought to medicine saying, maybe I need help. But guess what? Really all I needed was a spiritual support group because Mm. what I did was I began to turn that pain into purpose. And what I did was I just became active in my church group. Mm -hmm. And then one morning I woke up, I never forget it. I think Jeremiah had to be like one years old or 11 months. And I didn't feel that weight, that weight. And I, and I can't tell you the exact, and see, you know, when I start talking about God, sometimes, you know, all that book smart go out the window. Now I just, <laughs> no, I, I get down just, to it. I just, my um, <laughs> last show, she, that's what she described depression as is she just kept saying it was a weight every morning, every mm-hmm. throughout the day. And all I felt like I wanted to do was sleep and just, I felt weighted like a weight on me that set on me that I couldn't smile, that I couldn't just enjoy life, enjoy my son. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went through a, painful breakup with his father but I I can't tell you the exact day or moment that it happened but I do know the day that I woke up and I was like I feel free wow I feel free mm-hmm. and then when I look back now and like I said because I'm in the healthcare field and I'm educated you know because you know at the core God doesn't make big eyes and little use just because I got my doctor degree he don't love me more than another sister who's on the drug 
on drugs or on the street struggling. Right. It's just I'm more aware. Right. Um, but I, I think about that was therapy. A prescription didn't do that. That was my prescription. Yeah, we we <laughs> talked about that because therapy, um, therapy that 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 actually gets you to change. And we would even say in in the spirit realm, deliverance. Deliverance, deliverance doesn't always come. It comes in different ways. It, does. it can come through a conversation you're having with somebody. Yeah. It can come through the laying on of hands. It could come through prayer, but it can it can come through like you're saying, you getting involved with something else that actually feeds that place and all of a sudden you've been delivered. It yeah. lifts and yeah. it's gone. And you know, so deliverance looks different for everybody. It does. But it's not an overnight process. No. I still have to self discipline. And keep myself in check. Okay. So as we're um, getting ready to close out, go ahead and finish talking about that. Like those things that you do, because you mentioned like postpartum, you you mentioned the PMDD. So what are some of the practices that you use to keep yourself oh, wow. lifted? Like the things that I do. do. What can we do to stay lifted? The many things, because it's not just one thing, okay. <laughs> but it's many things because, you know, in my natural strength, I can't do anything. Right. It's all God. And even on my best attempts and highest pursuits, some days it just doesn't work out. Yeah. And it's just a, a bad day. Yeah. But on bad the days, days happen, bad days happen. But the good thing is, it's not the end of our story. But the, some of the things that I do is I'm a firm believer in affirmations. Okay. Affirmations. I, 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 I like to speak to the atmosphere. You know, when I even when I walk into my job, when I open the, the door to the pharmacy, sometimes I say, okay, praise the Lord. I say, I'm here. And I say, now every demonic force flee right now in Jesus' name. Mm. And I just begin to walk the pharmacy. But affirmations is powerful for me. Um, my grandmother always, as a young girl, used to tell me, Christina is life and death and the power of the tongue. Mm -hmm. So that has always worked for me. Mm -hmm. um, is speaking things, declaring things, prophesying things in the earth out of my mouth, mm -hmm. saying, and then also cultivating an atmosphere of peace and worship. Okay. So I'm not saying that you got to be a singer to activate a atmosphere but keep a song a melody in your heart and you know we're exposed to so many different music genres of inspiration you know my level of inspiration might be gospel your level of inspiration might be christian contemporary music or jazz or but whatever that is again that inspires you right. to want to be a different person and when I say a different person a better person a better person I'm not talking about the music that mm -hmm. when you listen to it you feel like you're ready to get lit mm -hmm. and you go on the deep end mm -hmm. I'm talking about music that inspires me to be a better wife or it makes you even feel good about yourself yes yeah. yes that lifts me from the caves of life because caves of life come I mean you can prep and plan the night before and get things together which is very necessary staying organized but I'm telling you, I mean, you can have your day set and then you get a call that will twist off your day and then something will happen. You might get a, a, a tire or just things happen in life. You know, you might be in a tragic accident or you might get word that someone just passed or you might get report from um, lab work or from your doctor that, you know, your health could have just turned that simple. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is when we begin to 
cultivate an atmosphere around us, you know, of peace, um, of cleanliness, of organization. I was going to, I'm glad you, I was like, I hope she go back to that. Because for me, like the atmosphere of worship, a clean house. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and I like chaos and clutter. Like <laughs> I cannot. It just, it does not allow the flow. Really? <laughs> To flow freely. My husband is OCD. Really? Oh, that's great. (laughs) He's OCD. He is OCD. And he tell me all the time. Now, I'm not saying I'm the neatest person, but Mm -hmm. I do like things clean and um, simple. Mm -hmm. But some people just are very OCD. I would love that. I have a grandmother like that. (laughs) My grandmother is like that. But my husband is OCD. I mean, he organizes the organized thing. But sometimes that is like we're talking about. That is a a form of coping. a form of therapy me putting the things in place even like if I get upset about something I clean the whole house (laughs) because I'm that is my way of okay I'm 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 processing I'm thinking but I'm also setting the atmosphere right that for clarity yeah yeah sometimes with that clarity sometimes we have to pull away and um because we live in a high-tech world I know we always say oh sometimes write your prayers down I'm a person in my cell phone I have a text diary so sometimes when I begin to feel overwhelmed, I'm a person I do struggle with anxiety and tension. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't openly shared this, but my husband knows this that I, I do. And he, he's been so helpful mm-hmm. and he knows my triggers. And he'll say, Christina, you need to calm down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'll just take out my phone. And instead of getting on social media, I just begin to text a prayer mm-hmm. on my little notepad and my mm-hmm. cell phone. So sometimes we have to. And that was something I learned in therapy. Uh, back in 2017 is um, the council was telling me sometimes you have to remove yourself from the situation that's causing the stress and the abrupt tension and just recollect yourself mentally. Mm -hmm. So that has been very helpful for me. Mm -hmm. But listen, I sit here before you today, Tori, although God has blessed me in so many different ways and form, I'm still doing the self work every single day of my life. Yes. And I say that humbly because, you know, we can't get to a place in life where we feel like, oh, I have arrived. I've arrived. So I don't have to do no more self-work. You know, I got this. I got that. I got the statuses. I got, you know, and and those type of people, that's not my circle. Right. (laughs) You know, I I want people around me that are humble enough to know that, hey, I'm in need of a savior every single day of my life. Every day. Every day. Because guess what? If I, if I don't. You might catch my timing off and I might say something that might not be very kind or might not reflect Christ. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's important that, you know, I surround myself around godly influences. You know, actually this morning I was on the phone with my prayer partner and she covered me in prayer because you need someone. And I'm not saying you need people that you just run and tell all your business to. Right. Because there are some things that are heart to heart that you tell God in prayer. Mm -hmm. But there are some people that God will kind of nudge you and say, "Okay, this is a safe place. Right. And you can share some of your struggles and say, hey, I'm I'm just really having a bad day coping mentally. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, my friend girl was one of my accountability partners. And because recently I had a new baby. So, of course, all of this restructuring in my life. She said, Christina, if you can't call me, just send me an emoji of a praying hand. And she says, that's, 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 that's enough to know. That's to know that I need to intercede for you. Yeah. And, and that's a good friend. You know, it's not always, okay, when I'm telling you I'm going through, what you going through about? Is everything okay? 
No, if I just say I'm going through, I need you to have some power, some pr- some oil that you can pray me through that I can feel that peace. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are the things that help me. Not helped, but helping. Keep helping. Helping me along my way. <laughs> helping you along your yes. way. Yes. Helping me along yes. my way. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Christina. You're very welcome. Lindo. I feel honored. I, I'm honored to have you. I mean, this is a great discussion. And, and I'd love to be able to let people see the human side and the spiritual side Amen. and how it all works together. Because we're not just spiritual and we're not just human. We're a combination of both. And, you know, God does what he does. He does what he does. And you, Tori, are just so beautiful. Aww. And you are so <laughs> resilient. And, uh, you know, I was thinking of you this morning because I'm not sure if you remember, but back in your when I was my first marriage, I tell people that was my first life. So um, back back some years ago, I used to run into you at your uncle or I think it was through marriage Mm -hmm. at the church on Broadway. Uh Yes. So we didn't really talk, but I remember you then. And to see you now be so resilient with some of the trials that, you know, you talk about and Mm -hmm. you are okay with sharing and just to bounce back. And um, I just, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Girl, you, hey. (laughs) The bounce back is real. The bounce back (laughs) is real and you're glowing and you look good. Thank you. You know, I'm here to just encourage you as I encourage myself. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Okay, you guys, sit with me. You can tune in every Tuesday. I may not be a therapist or a counselor, but I am bringing you top-notch people that are in the realm (laughs) to be able to help us live better, live healthier, live happier together. Thank you for watching.